fasten your seatbelt by inserting the metal fitting into the buckle and adjust the strap so that it fits low and tight around your hips. To release, lift the faceplate of the buckle. We're brothers, we're happy and we're singing and we're colored. Give me a high five. All right, cut and print. Beautiful guys. Dynamite, that is... Passengers, we have reached a comfortable altitude. You are flying from LA to Germany, airlines. I am your humble, highly favored, and most gracious co-host, co-pilot, Germany be the host. And this is your co-pilot slash captain, LA. And this is the one and only beautiful, spontaneous, highly successful, highly, you know, Flight attendant, you know what I'm saying? I got all contraband. All contraband. Dankle in the building. You already know in what time it is. In the building. And together, we the three bosses. You understand? You understand? We the three bosses. We out here making boss moves while the peasants are sitting over there eating on fucking porridge and shit. <laughs> Sir, can I please have some more <laughs> head ass? Anyway, with that being said, we want to thank y'all for flying from L.A. to Germany. We glad to be back. We got a jam-packed show for you because we done missed a lot of shit. So we got a lot of shit to talk about. So without further ado, let's just go on ahead and get into the song of the week. My song of the week is uh, by a, um, a up-and-coming artist. Well, I, I guess he's not an up-and-coming artist, but an independent artist named Jared Brady. All right. I want to dedicate this song to all of the... All of the, you know, naysayers and all these, all these bums out here that got stuff to say. You know, normally I don't get on here and I don't talk a lot of crap or whatever. But, you know, listen here, let's just, let's just say that, you know, the three people in this room, we making some moves. You know, we got a lot of... They count. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They count. You know, um, we got a lot of big things in the making. And sometimes... You know, there's wolves and sheep's clothing around you. So I'm going to just go on ahead and leave it like that. You know what I'm saying? But with that being said, at the end of the day, we over here chasing our dreams while others are chasing our mood. Like, come on, you know? And I humbly say that. So without further ado, my song of the week is by Jerry Brady. This is Enjoy Your Life. Go on ahead. Get into the vibes. Oh. I'm baby like Okay then.
That's all y'all get. That's all y'all get. That's all y'all get. That's all y'all get. Listen here, that's Jerry Brady. Enjoy your life. You know what I'm saying? Feel the vibes. You know, uh, you know, a nice, uh, a nice little YouTube couple. You know, this is they, uh, this is their intro song or whatever. Just happened to shoot it on the beach that me and Danklin went to back in September. You know why we in the vibes? You know what I'm saying? In Malibu, you know, in the vibes. You know what I'm saying? Feeling the vibes. You know, I'm so jealous y'all got to go to Malibu. It is what it is. Enjoy your life. That's my song of the week. <laughs> and my drink of the week uh, is actually going to be debuting after Christmas, leading all the way up to New Year's Eve. It's called Crime of Passion Fruit. I've been working on this uh, this bottle since early November. So it's been, it's been in the works. I've been getting a lot of good feedback from free taste testers. And I'm so excited about this bottle. It's like, it's not even funny. You know. You ever committed a crime out of passion, but don't commit a crime out of passion drinking this bottle because it will make you do that shit. Uh, <laughs> and also got a lot of new bottles coming out. I'm just pretty much gearing up for 2021. But that's my drink of the week, or should I say bottle of the week? Crime of passion fruit. It will be debuting after Christmas. Yeah, yeah. Okay. My movie of the week is one of my favorite movies, um, Beverly Hills Cop. The very first one, uh, who Eddie Murphy. If you haven't seen the movie, it's about a cop who wants to catch the guy that killed his partner. So um, that's what the movie is about, and it's based in Beverly Hills. It to me, that movie is freaking hilarious because it's Eddie Murphy playing this cop in Beverly Hills back in the eighties. You know, that's a big. That was a big mm-hmm. deal. Big deal. Big deal back in the day. And it's just certain parts in the movie that you know stuck with me, like. When he went to go meet up with Victor Stas. He told me, yes, I, I really need to talk to Victor Stas because it's very, 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 very important. important. <laughs> That's one of my favorite scenes in the movie because I'm just like, it shows how Eddie Murphy can switch too. Yeah, He can be funny. He can be serious too because then when he finally got to see Victor, he was like, man, fuck you, man. <laughs> I love when Eddie Murphy says that. This shit is iconic to me. Fuck you, man! The way he just, you know, and not a lot of actors can be versatile like that. Exactly. Like you have, you have these actors that they have the stigma of being funny and only being Being funny. funny. Like Jim Carrey, for instance. Like you know, he's known for Ace Ventura and and you know, uh, uh, Dumb and Dumber, but he tried to play in a horror movie. The movie was named Twenty Three, and it just didn't. It it just didn't. It just didn't seem right. Like, bro, you a funny dude. This is this is way out of your element. Yeah, you know? so I it, guess you want to try different things out of the box, but bro, just just stick to your niche. That's yeah. that's that's that's, that's, why, that's what I'm saying. But that's why I like Beverly Hills Cops. Not only was it a good movie, was it funny? It actually showed a very good side of Eddie Murphy. Like I said, you got to see him be funny, but you also got to be him to see him be serious. And this is is one of. His highest grossing movie. It's in one of those. So baby. it's still it's still being played on television. Yeah, if it's you haven't if you haven't seen Beverly Hills Cop, you suck. So just yeah. go go see it. Awesome. You already know that one. Forty eight hours. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Uh, y'all already know my favorite Eddie uh, Murphy movie, Boomerang. That's that that's my by far my favorite one. I love Boomerang. Harlem Nights. You know the list goes on. Eddie Not Murphy. Not to do so, little. Yeah. If you haven't, if you just haven't seen an Eddie Murphy movie, I would advise you go watch the Clumps. And you know, you, oh, go yeah. watch the Clumps. The Nutty first Pro- one, Nutty Professor, the first, yeah. Nutty Professor, the first yeah. and the second one. 
Go watch Delirious too. Yeah, but now nah, Beverly Hills Cops. If you haven't seen it, go see it, and that's my absolutely. movie of the week. Absolutely, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, you know we back at you with the back at you. All right, we're gonna get into the show today. Listen here, what y'all want to tackle first? Y'all want to talk about this true kitchen thing that we missed last week? Oh, oh yes, all I them do. twerking all over the table and stuff. Yes, yes. All right, so if y'all don't know, we based out of Dallas, Texas, D-Town. Not for long. But <laughs> <laughs> it, it, it is. But, uh, you know, with that being said, um, there's a, a spot here, and I want to believe the uptown area named True Kitchen and Cocktails. Now, this one is in downtown. It's in downtown. Okay, mm-hmm. so it's in downtown area, True Kitchen uh, and Cocktails, a nice little upscale joint where people can come in. It's a nice little lounge. They got music playing, very gourmet food, nice drinks. Um, and it's a, it's a really big deal here in the DFW area. I know plenty of people who have went, and um, they thoroughly enjoy it. Uh, basically what happened at this particular place was there was some ladies that were twerking. Uh, the manager came over and told them to stop and, uh, he told them to stop twerking twice. They didn't, they proceeded to get on the, um, on the table and start twerking up against the window. And that's when he lost all all his marbles, all his marbles. And he started going (laughs) off and talking about how, you know, you know, black people, we, you know, we, we don't have anything and I'm trying to make a certain, I'm trying to create a certain aspect and how can you, can, how can I tell a man to be respectful when you're over there presenting yourself in this way and said a whole lot of stuff and basically said, if you don't want to follow my rules, get the fuck out. Of course, at first this was up in arms cause it made it seem like he just went off on these on these girls or whatever, or these ladies that was at the True Kitchen cocktails. But come to find out, he had came and told them twice. There's different angles where it wasn't just one girl twerking. There was multiple girls twerking. I think three to four girls, uh, or women, three to four women were twerking, you know, on the tables, you know, all kind of stuff like that. In a vicinity where people are eating and stuff, you got your ass all up in the air. So how y'all feel about that? I think it's disgusting. As a woman, you say you want respect, but first of all, this twerking everywhere is getting out of hand, okay? Just twerking in Walmart or twerking in just random spots. That shit is, you look stupid. I'm going to say it. You could come for me. I don't give a fuck. You look stupid. You're twerking. First of all, how would you feel if you had your mother at this restaurant and four random women just get up and they twerking and they ass essence is hovering over your food. That's fucking nasty. That's that, fucking that, disgusting. That, it's almost like it's almost like uh, you go to one of these people's houses. Uh, I'm just gonna fucking say it. White people. Uh, Damn. You got cats all on the you know on the counter and shit. That's what it looks like when you know you got girls twerking all over the food. You know I'm trying to eat I'm trying to eat this pasta and shit and. I just see this flapping and stuff. It's going to make me lose my appetite. And what if your that, ass that, cheek knock over my plate? Then I'm yeah. going to be really fucking mad. Exactly. Not to, mention, not to mention we living in a COVID world, and I'm sorry, but with everybody in an establishment where the establishment is not that big, so honestly, I didn't feel like the social distancing was truly there. Um, but you got people 
during a pandemic eating, trying to have a good time, and you're putting your whole ass juice up in the air, just raw dog in the air with your ass. Nobody got time for that. Nope. Nobody has time for that. And it's it just, to me, it goes to a respect level. Right. Say, for instance, the, one of these ladies, you had a business going, and some guys come in there, and say the roles were reversed. And some guys come in there, they talking real loud, calling you bitches and hoes and stuff like that playing the baby and shit, grabbing their balls, you gonna have a problem with it. So it's a respect thing. Don't, my nigga, look, don't twerk at a restaurant. I don't care who think it's okay. If you think it's okay, you keep that shit away from me. I don't want your ass essence in the air when I'm eating my food, okay? That's fucking nasty. Go do that at a club. We at a restaurant. Yeah, because you gotta, people gotta see it from his point of view. That's his business. You don't want nobody twerking. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, it's like, it's not, it's not only... It's his reputation on the line. So people are hearing about women twerking at his restaurant. More than likely, people is not going to want to go not, there. You're driving business away. That's how he looks at it now. I don't really blame the owner. I blame the DJ. No. I would have fired the DJ. Yeah, yeah, because you already know. And that, being, uh, why you, would you play that? Okay, why would but you, you play. But you know, this one song that would make any girl twerk is the Juvenile song. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. I bet you he played that. No, no, nah, he was playing Savage. Oh, uh, sa- okay, with, the, with that too, song, yeah. that too. But Juvenile comes on, it doesn't matter where people are. I people could say, be people could be at church, women could be at church, and this song comes on and they twerking <laughs> in the church. Okay, like you know, it, it, it could be anywhere. I will say this, you know, a lot of people say the you know the songs that he was playing and things of that nature, which is true. You know, we was just talking about that last night. We was having a whole conversation about this particular topic. And I was saying back in the day when Nuck If You Buck came on. When Nuck If You Buck came on, nine times out of ten, it started fights all across this country. You know, you just wanted to fight when you heard that song, you know. And so the same thing happens with songs that are geared towards twerking and stuff. You hear the song, it makes you want to do something. However, regardless of the fact of what music was playing, sometimes you got to know your surroundings. If this is a club, then twerking, that's that's yeah, that's, that's, that's totally, totally different thing. You know, if this is a certain setting, this is a setting where people are eating, you know. You know, I've never heard of nobody just sitting there dancing and eating at the same time. So with that being said, you got to think about the um, think about the the environment that you're in, and also what I've what I've said about the situation too. You know, I hate to say it, but when you're when you have a black owned business and your people are coming to your establishment and they're partaking in what you have to offer, sometimes we get too comfortable just because it's another brother or sister in charge. I feel like if you went to any white person establishment, any Caucasian establishment, Uh you wouldn't be twerking on the table, you know, because again, and they probably wouldn't even come and say anything to you. They probably call the police and have you escorted the fuck out. But you know why they won't do that at a Caucasian restaurant? Because it's all about the fear of judgment. So why, but why not have the same respect, respect. for your yeah, your yeah. fellow your brother, people. for yeah. your fellow brother or your fellow but sisters? But you screaming Black Lives Matter. That shit is getting on my nerves too, okay? Right. Stop fucking saying that shit when you really don't even mean it. You don't mm-hmm. mean it at the end of the day. Mm-hmm. So like I said, if you don't like what I say, I don't give a fuck. You don't have to listen. But if you listening as a woman... Please stop fucking twerking in random spots. That yeah. shit is not cute to me. Yeah. Okay, Next twerking 
in the parking garage, that shit is not cute. Twerking in the line at Walmart, that shit is not cute. When we at the club, it's sexy. Right. When we on the beach, it's sexy. But twerk, like I said, it's a time and place to do that. And I'm sorry, this shit is trashy. It's next, trashy to me. Next thing you know, you're going to see a Facebook twerking challenge. You know, it's all types of challenges on Facebook. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, yeah. I think I think the big, you know, I think the biggest thing, the biggest thing about it is, it's like, hey, just you know, respect yourself and respect other people's things. I'm sorry, but you you don't you wouldn't want somebody coming in your house disrespecting your house. You know. And what if a guy? It could even got worse, man. Yeah. What if a guy would have came up and started tipping you? Then yeah. you would have got mad. Exactly. Then it would have started a whole altercation. So you are what you act. Because yeah. it's think basically, because that. basically, like, what you think I am a hoe? Well, you know, you act. Bro, like you a, just you pressed your ass up against the glass. And, that, and that's so. what. Yes. And that's what. That's what he was saying. You know. Um, that's what he was saying. It's like, come on, like you're you're sitting over there. How can I tell these people? You know, you're always saying that, hey, you want men to respect themselves, which you should conduct. If you're a man, you should conduct yourself in a certain manner anytime you're in the presence of women. But if you're putting on that persona right there, how can he's like, how can I police my guys when you're doing this? Exactly. I, it's basically is if you as a man, like if a woman don't respect themselves, why should we respect them? Yeah. That, that's what it all comes down to it. And like, look, I ain't gonna lie, I probably would have threw a monopoly, you know, fake dollar, you know. But it would have that shit, you know what I'm saying? What I'm saying is it's a double standard. Yeah. It would have caused a problem if any guy just would have went up there and been like, he could have been just playing, but if a yeah. guy would have went up and started tipping you, you would have had, had a problem. Had had a problem. problem. That's what it boils down to. So yeah. it's just like, you know, this double standard shit, I don't give a fuck if you don't like me, okay? Mm. As a woman, this double standard shit gotta stop. Be accountable for the shit that you do. Because when a man does something, women, what we come for you like a boat y'all but when a woman is in the wrong it's like nothing happens look when y'all come for us it's like jurassic park and a velociraptor is attacked it's just like y'all coming in from all angles mm-hmm. but you yeah you are right it's hard for women to admit when they wrong right some women not always. well not all women but yeah, you know, it's it's hard for some women to admit they, they it's have hard no for problem people calling. to admit when they wrong. That's not a woman thing. That's people. You know, it's hard for grown people to admit when they wrong. We was just talking about this. You know, like with our parents and stuff like that. It's it's a lot of things that they probably you know won't won't ever accept nor apologize for. You know, well, what are you talking about? Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. So, all right, what's next? I we got we got coming up tonight. We got Ashanti versus Keisha Cole in a versus Ooh, battle. A, you already battle. know what time it is. You already know what time it is. Feel the vibes. Feel the vibes. Uh, I'm gonna let y'all already know. Y'all already know who I got off the bat. Riding with a girl named Keisha, smoking on Keisha. <laughs> I love me some Ashanti, boy. <laughs> <laughs> Let me come on the mic and talk my shit. You know what I'm saying? Talk your shit. Okay. You might be riding with Keisha, smoking with Keisha, but there's only one princess of R&B, and that's Miss Ashanti. Team Ashanti, baby, all the way. I'm gonna tell you right now. I'm with. I'm. I'm with Ashanti all the way. You team Ashanti all the way because because not only is her songs good, but when you see her, you, you know, people say 
sex sells. Well, I, I, I tell you what, when you look at Ashanti, she still look as beautiful Absolutely. as ever. Like she has not aged one bit. You don't really get that same shock factor from Keisha. I mean, hey, no, hey, Keisha, hey, hey. Keisha, I ain't Wait saying. No, no, no. I'm not saying Keisha is ugly. Or anything like that. But what I am saying is... I can't is, let you disrespect hey, my girl like that. Hey, look. I'm not okay. disrespecting. Keisha I'm, is fine, okay? Look, Keisha was fine. Look, okay? always. I'm always. Look, Respect I'm, Keisha. I'm not saying... Look, I'm not saying she's ugly or anything like that. What I am saying is... when I'm what you're saying? What was the reason? What was the reason? I'm saying when I look at a shunty... She has that shock value. You get what I'm saying? Like when you look at her, it's like, damn, this girl has not aged one bit. First of all, who who was bigger? You know, let's keep it on the music. Who was bigger at the time? Ashanti came out and had a massive wave at the time. But I think that Keisha's career, the longevity of her career, spanned longer than Ashanti. It when must we think, definitely when we think yeah, of Ashanti, yeah, we really most think that definitely. first album. And then you kind of think about the second album. And you think, of the, you think of the features. You know, and you think about the features. You think about all of the stuff that she done with Ja Rule. And that's what makes this thing so scary. Murder, Inc. Because we know Keisha got hits, but Ashanti got hits. Like, what if she put some of them songs up against some of those uh, Ja Rule and Fat Joe features she had? You know, Keisha might be into for some trouble. You know what I mean? So, um, I would say... Ashanti has the more colorful catalog, but I feel like Keisha got her on the hits. I don't know. I can honestly say, because I like both girls, and I'm being, you know, I can honestly say, and I have to be truthful, Keisha Cole does have more hits than Ashanti. That's just facts. We can go through the catalog right now because the first two albums is really the only albums that people was fucking with from Ashanti, which was uh, the first one in chapter two. Like you said, Concrete Rose, when nobody really Concrete Rose was all right. It's all right. So let's, well, let's, let's break it. Let's break it down a little bit. Okay. First round out the gate and stuff like this. I honestly feel like Ashanti going to come out the gate with this one. What? I See Ashanti coming with the vibes there. Now this could go one or two ways for Keisha. Okay, if Keisha's smart, she might want to come out I with. She cheated. Ma- no. Nah, <laughs> nah. If she's smart. She might want to come out with this one next. Kanye West on the track, by the way. Okay. 
see, see if Keisha gonna come like that. But then you think about the features. And she got a lot of features. You think you think about the features. Because you look at it when Ashanti came out, you know, Murder Inc. was just was on the rise. <laughs> For real. You think about the features. <laughs> yeah. Come on. What up, See, Ashanti might have her on the features, but let's not let's not act like Keisha ain't got no, you know, ain't got no features in her arsenal that knock. California's my birthplace. So I'ma take you there like big took niggas to New York. Usually had us feeling like we was from New York. And that's real shit. Blaze the Philly in summertime. Shout out to Will Smith. Cause who didn't want to be the fresh prince? Flat top, gold chain, and some fresh kicks. This is gonna be hard. So, Tidal just put up their uh their playlist. No. Oh. Yeah, the versus playlist. Okay. Shanti versus Keisha Cole. So mm-hmm. I'm excited. Uh, I love both ladies. We both know that. But I'm a team. I'm team Ashanti all the way. I, I'm going from my girl. This is really hard for me, and I had to really unpack it in a certain way because both of these artists mean different things for me, you know. And it comes down to like I always said, we used to play "One Gotta Go" a lot. I, we even played it on this podcast. Um, when it comes down to me, who am I more likely to listen to? And I'm more likely to pull Akeisha. Because that, the way it is, that first album alone, come on, come on, from front to back, you know? And then not to mention, you know, what she did after that or whatever. But Ashanti got them hits too, the whole first album now. And but, see, that's why I said with me, but I, I will, have to pick Ashanti. Exactly. But, but I will I will say this too. I felt like Ashanti, I remember when that Ashanti album came out. It had It had to grow on me. Like coming out the gate or whatever, that wasn't an album that I was just like, damn, this this shit fire. She had one of those albums that really had to grow on me. And once it grew, once I listened to it enough and stuff like that, I'm like, man, this shit dope. And then of course you had the singles out and stuff like that, but the whole body of work. But that first Keisha album, I nah. popped that. For me, that first Ashanti album, knock. I was excited to get that album. Okay. I remember when I got that album from start to finish. I was, used to listen to it every day. Like Ashanti was my girl, right. so that first album, you don't understand. I'm no, so she, happy, baby, man. Come oh, on, that was a song right oh, there. Ashanti, I, I, we got the princess R&B. I'm I'm taking Ashanti just for one by popularity vote. What she meant to the culture. Now Keisha got some hits as well. 
Like and like you, she does has the longevity. She has the longest track record. It's, but when you look at when you think about Ashanti, like you said, that entire first album was fire. Mm-hmm. Like Happy was one of my favorite songs mm-hmm. on that album, along with Foolish. You know, and of course the features. I think the features alone. If she didn't have albums, I think the features alone. Features Wait, alone, and that's what scares me. The features me. alone will win it for her. This verse is going to be based on what songs are going against what songs. And even though I feel like Keisha has more hits, I feel like Ashanti could give her a run for her money with the features alone. Because she got hooks on features. that, And I even count the I'm Real remix with J-Lo. Because that was Ashanti singing on that. So, you know what I'm saying? But if you think, if you think about it, she got some iconic hooks that we remember you know what i'm saying and don't get me wrong keisha got iconic hooks too but i think the songs just hit different it it's gonna be it's gonna be a tough thing but luckily neither one of these chicks are beefing with each other it ain't like so the that, monica yeah, that, and brandy yeah, thing yeah, where good. it's always been this tension these 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 two ladies got nothing but un you know nothing but respect and love for each other they even did a song together no, back in like fuck, t- no fuck all of that team ashanti my bitch coming in ko and keisha cole Okay, she's like, coming in KOing Keisha. Uh, okay, but no get, disrespect, no. no pun intended. Getting back to what Jeremy's saying about the features, like if you look besides from the first two albums, yeah. she's known for her features. Absolutely. And it's not like it's like lame features. You know what I'm saying? These were some iconic hit features. If she would just play her features, I think she would win that battle hands down. Mm. Because we'll the other the uh, the first two albums was both hits. You, you to me, accept accept, accept that features. dreams, accept that dream song on the first one. She could have kept that one. She, 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 I don't. I, you can't just you can't just say that Ashanti got it with features because this is Keisha Cole we talking. Yeah. Okay, we can't just put no Keisha no no Cole no no in like this bowl. Like oh no, this is Keisha Cole. This, this, no, she has she has the longest track record, longevity, uh, longest track record of hits. I'm just saying, when it comes, I remember I, I talked about this early. When it comes to shock value, what songs is gonna make people just just no? It, feel it. This you know is what I'm a tough battle though. This yeah. is a tough battle because I know a lot of Keisha Cole fans. I know I know more Keisha Cole fans than I know a Shanti fans. Right. So that's why I say you can't re- it's this is a hard battle. It's a hard no, battle. it's a hard battle for sure. It's it's pretty much one one uh one woman of her era going up against another woman of her era. You know what you know, I they come they came out in two different eras. You know what I said? I said that Keisha uh Keisha made music for all of the uh all of the ladies that wanted to, you know, kill their dudes and beat their dudes up. And Ashanti made music that looked like she was getting her ass beat all the time. <laughs> you look at the videos, yeah. You look at the music videos, yeah. Like she was getting her ass rain beat. on me. So yeah. Mona, that was one video where she actually um killed the guy. Oh, that like was the went, way I love you. Yeah, like she, yeah, yeah. she, yeah, she, yeah, she put him in the bathtub and chopped him up, and mm-hmm. you know she was him standing I mean, in front of a judge. Cole and, ain't no better than you, you know. Yeah, that's what I was gonna say. She tied. If, if so anything, I think it was the same. Okay, dude. but I'm just saying yeah. both of them can end up on an episode of Snap. <laughs> I, I just put it that way, okay. Both both of them have Snap tendencies. Snap tendencies. Yes. But yeah, I'm ready for the battle. Me and too. We already know who I'm going for, so you know, best luck to both ladies. I got a shanty. Exactly. Okay. Cool, cool, cool. All right. Listen here. Did y'all uh get to check out that Mike Tyson Roy Jones fight? 
Nah. Yeah, it was lame. It was lame. Well, you know, they, they saying, I, I don't know. I don't know how I feel about older athletes or older boxers getting back in the ring. They look like. You know, Evander Holyfield said he won next. Oh, the bends the ear. Oh, but no. When I when I looked at the you know the Mike Tyson Roy Jones fight, and you know they was doing the weigh in with they shirts off. I'm like, yo, these are like two uncles ready <laughs> two to Jerry fight. Two geriatric, yeah, uncles. two uncles ready to fight at a cookout, and they can have a stroke at any fucking exactly day. at any time. It's like this is publicity something, but then. I saw I saw the Logan Paul Nate Robinson fight mainly on YouTube and Nate Robinson getting his ass knocked out and Snoop Dogg commentating on shit like Snoop Dogg should commentate all fights from now on because if you heard the commentation on this stuff it, you would be dying laughing commentary. Yeah. Yeah, commentary yeah okay when I said commentation <laughs> commentary on this it, 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 it's funny as shit. Yeah, because they already that was his second time getting knocked out. Yeah, and I'm like, yo, bro, that first time he got knocked out, I'm like, bro, just stay on the ground. Yeah. Logan Paul, he's got he stepped like 200 pounds on you. Exactly. You may be athletic, but this dude's also in shape too, exactly. and he got rocked again. It's like, bro, exactly. just stay down. I feel like the undercard was talked about more than the Mike Tyson, you know, uh, Roy Jones fight. And what's crazy about the the whole Nate Robinson versus Jake Paul situation, or was it Logan? Logan, Paul? Logan Paul, Logan Paul, the Paul brothers, you know, because Jake Paul is trying to fight somebody. I think he's trying to fight Floyd. Floyd, Mayweather. yeah, yeah. Logan, Which, it, it, and that's the thing. It's like, are these people making a mockery of it? Because you look at it like this: Logan Paul, Jake Paul, regardless of if they're in shape or not. These guys are not professional athletes. They're not boxers. Well, like, no, no, like, no, but Nate, Nate Robinson, he is a no, no, no. I'm Moment talking saying, about the Paul Brothers. Okay, the Paul Brothers. And yeah, I'm yeah. saying that when you when you're allowing yourself to go up, like for instance, a Floyd Mayweather, fifty and zero. You know what I'm saying? Never, never lost a fight. Your the pedigree. We know. We know what you bring to the table. Why are you gonna? Why are you gonna even tarnish your reputation and your success by? By sitting over there, um, by by sitting over there, um, basically, basically allowing yourself to get in a ring with somebody who is less than. When you look at it with the Conor McGovern, uh, not Conor McGovern, sorry, Conor <laughs> McGregor fight. Yeah, at least he was a Uf, uh, UFC guy. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. Go, so go it's still Floyd. it's still in that same it's still in that same uh, uh, boat. You know what I'm saying. Um, it's still in that same boat, but the fact the fact of the matter is, the fact of the matter is, is that when you start bringing this, uh, bringing these other people in, it's like, man, are y'all really making a mockery it's of a pub- what we call boxing? It's I'm a publicity. It's a publicity stunt. Look, uh, I said like Nate Robinson, he's an NBA athlete, but you can don't think just because you're an athlete that you can cross into other sports, okay? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, you may be versatile, like, when it comes to, like, you know, yeah. like Michael Jordan playing basketball and baseball. But when it, you go from basketball to boxing, it's a it's a totally different skill set. And, again, this dude is short. He's athletic. But you're facing a guy in Logan Paul who's about six foot three, 230-some yeah. pounds, bro. How do you think that was going to end? And then I was hearing on the radio yesterday, as a matter of fact, they talking about 6'9 is ready to fight somebody. Like, oh, bro, you going to have the whole. <laughs> do you know how many people you mean after you? 6'9? Yeah. Yeah, oh, okay. yes, yes. He talking about for the right price, He it, it's, a, it's a professional fighter. But 
he would get not he would get knocked out for the right price. I'm like, yo, I don't care how much money you pay me. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna get knocked out on and, television. And to me, to me, that one of that's one of those things where I look at it kind of like this. Like, if you got people like six nine one to get into the ring and stuff like that, people are just making a mockery of the sport. It's the publicity and, you know, stunt. And and to me, it's just like, is it worth watching it? Now, don't get me wrong. I did enjoy the idea of a Roy Jones going up against a Mike Tyson. You know, because some of these guys, you know, they fight, and then some of these guys don't have their financial set up correctly, so they don't have a lot of money. You know, so afterwards, that, yeah, that's so pretty much you look at Mike year. Tyson, he lost everything. Just to have to build it up and start over again. So having it where they have like a reduced, you know, condensed fight or whatever, where these guys can still stay active and still make money, I don't think there's nothing wrong with that because they were selling them pay per view tickets fifty dollars a pop, and they they sold one point five million of those. It's, you know, so they was talking about you know Mike Tyson originally getting like three million, and maybe Roy Jones getting one. Them guys are probably getting twenty twenty five million after the ticket sales. Both of their names hold weight. Especially Mike, like. especially Mike Tyson. It doesn't Absolutely. matter. Like Mike Tyson's been in movies, you know. I I love him in the Hangover series. You know what I'm saying? I like told it's a, you oh man, when Mike. he knocked that nigga up, bro. He said, "Oh shit, he got knocked out by like, Mike." Tyson. Mike, <laughs> Mike Tyson is a hilarious dude. You know what I'm saying? So Mike Tyson name. Holds weight. I look at it as like I said it before. I'll say it again. It's a publicity stunt because I remember, I remember watching the fight when Mike Tyson bit a Vanus Holyfield ear off. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like I'm young at the time. I'm like, yo, what did he just bit off? You know what I'm saying? I don't know what the fuck. He's got something in his mouth. I don't know. I don't know what it is. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like I don't know what that shit is. But I remember that fight, and it's like it, even though it was gruesome to see, those are the kind of moments in boxing that it makes a memory so when you got celebrities going up against professional boxers it just ruins it for me i'm sorry like there's no way if i'm nate robinson manager i'm like no no do not get in the ring with this dude okay do you see it? he's mike he, tyson can not care yes he can bro. sit bro mike tyson had a training video when he was doing his sparring that dude still got the speed at 54 years old yeah. He's he's, the, I'm he's sorry. Still, I've always still. said, there's anybody that sits there and is like <laughs> the whole time and shit like that. I'm worried about you because not only do I think you can beat my ass, you might be slightly off your rocker. So you might do some other shit to me. No, bro, bro, I'm good. But fuck that laugh. If you got, if you crazy enough to get a tattoo on your face yeah. or on the bro. side of your ear, I'm not right messing there. with you. I'm not messing. With you. you crazy. crazy. You know what I'm saying? You crazy. I'm not messing with you. Don't you gotta, he got a tiger in real life? He oh, had, he I had, think he had one. He had yeah. two bango tigers. That's why they, yeah, because that's why when I seen it in the hangover, I'm like, bro, bro. why would you steal Mike Tyson's tiger? It's fucking it's Mike Tyson. Tyson. He's weird. He looks like a, t with that tattoo on around his ear, he looks like a damn tiger. And you remember when he, before he punched the nigga, he was singing that song. He talking about, and he knocked him out like, yeah, bitch, bring me back my tiger. Bring me back. He <laughs> that was the funniest scene in the entire movie. It, it's like, like I said, Mike Tyson. Nah, that wasn't the funniest scene, but that was. It's one, nah, funny. yeah, it, it, it to me, it's the funniest scene. But there, there's a lot of other funniest scene with Mike Tyson. Like, <laughs> you like, remember when they went back to the house and nobody had seen the footage? Like right? the, yeah, the so Mike Tyson was watching and he turned to him. He said, 
What kind of sick fuck fucks a tiger? He said, get the fuck out of my house. <laughs> <laughs> he said, get out of my house. And then he was pissing in the bushes, and Mike Tyson just gave him this look. Like He's like, I think I'm going to go outside. Yeah, that's a good idea. <laughs> yeah, but that shit was hilarious. Because, so. and the reason it was hilarious, because you just like, you notice how Mike Tyson ate. Because yeah. shit was funny. He said, why the, why the, who the fuck wants to fuck a tiger? Like, yeah. this shit was like to me, Like, to me, that's not acting. That's just Mike that's Tyson. That's really how he acts. That's just yeah, Mike Tyson, Tyson being Mike Tyson. I, I love the evolution of Mike as a person. You know, I know he had a one-man show a few years ago, and it got rave reviews where he was talking about his life. I know one, um, a few a few years ago, Jamie Foxx was doing the interviews, and, you know, he's preparing to, you know, play Mike Tyson in the upcoming future and so he said he sat down with mike and he's asked mike he said hey mike how you doing he said oh i'm doing good i have no money and then and then and jamie was like you ain't got no money so you're doing good he's like yeah when i had money you know i had more problems everybody wanted something from me he's like now that i have no money i'm free i'm free you know and, that, and, that's that's very true and, and just to see <laughs> his growth as a person still dealing with his issues you know what I'm saying? He got a great podcast that he just started where he sat down and was talking to Boosie, right? You know, oh, I got to see that. I had saw that episode and I thought that episode was amazing because he was just dropping jewels, you know? So shout out to Mike Tyson. Now, since we're talking about this fight, of course, Jamel Hill, everybody know who she is from ESPN. Yeah, she's very infamous. Uh, she ESPN. was talking, she was talking to, uh, wait, which one is the one that fought Jake Paul or Logan? Logan. Uh, Logan, yeah. Yeah, she was talking to Logan, and she made a joke to him. She said, so was it racist to knock out a uh, black guy? And he's like, man, shut the fuck up, right? So then I guess, I guess you know, they lost connection or whatever. And then so her co-host comes back and doubles down again. She was like, okay, let's start again from the top. It's like, was it racist to knock out a guy, uh, you know, a, a black guy? And he's like, can y'all stop asking me that stupid question? Yeah, because that's putting him. That's putting him in a. And everybody says that they were joking. However, this is the problem that I have. It'll be a difference if Ellen said that or somebody like that. Jamel Hill, we know what in the past her reputation has been. You know, she's the person that's going to call you out and stuff like that. If you say the slightly most prejudiced or racist thing, she's going to jump. She's going to jump at it and let you know what time it is. And I don't think there's nothing wrong with that salute to that sister or not. But you can't make a joke. You can't make a joke like that when you have that kind of uh, persona. You know, that, that's the, if that it, it makes you a hypocrite. Because if it was to happen to her, then it would be a problem. Exactly. Like, and like we I said, gotta fix that. That double standard shit, man. Kill I, that shit. I, like, and like I said, I know Jamil Hill. Like, there's a reason why her and ESPN parted ways <laughs> because she was making controversial <laughs> waves. Like, it, it, yeah, I do agree. It just makes her seem like a hypocrite because if you're not gonna let anybody joke about that, why would you joke about that? And you also got to think about it: is that's putting Logan Paul. In a very awkward position. Awkward position. Awkward position I'm gonna tell you right now. Like, I'm gonna tell you right yeah. now. Not a lot of people like this dude. Yeah. As it is, yeah. so you're asking him a question. That's not gonna put him. That's not gonna put him in favor with a lot of people. Yeah. I'm. I'm glad he just kind of dodged the question because it's like, why would you ask him that? Exactly. It's a fight. Okay. You looking at it as black and white. We're just looking at it as 
okay, it's a boxing match and we're doing this for charity. Well, Twitter went off. Twitter went off and they like, God damn, Jamel, you know, they going in on her and everybody's like, clearly she was being sarcastic. Again, like I said before, when you have a certain persona about you and there's a certain that people know who you are and what you stand for and what you normally do at the end of the day, you might want to think twice before you put yourself in a situation like that, you know, cause now you got to double down. You got to come back. You got to explain clearly it was a joke and stuff like that. And some people don't uh, necessarily agree with your humor. So it's exactly, like, yeah. it's like got to tighten that up. All right, y'all, we're going to do some things that popped off this week. If you if you're new to the show, things that popped off this week is where we kind of do like a rapid fire segment and we kind of talk a little bit about some things that have popped off this week that didn't make the initial, you know, long play conversation. But we want to still give our commentary. So, all right. We got a loaded, loaded. uh, I'm ready. One uh, situation going on right here. G Herbo and Casanova turn themselves in. G Herbo uh, is accused of allegedly using stolen credit cards to buy uh, trips, private jet, limo rides, and designer puppies. First of all, what the fuck is a designer a puppy? puppy. Whoa. A designer puppy, I think it's like one of those um, like dolled up puppies. Like uh, they dye them. These like different. I don't know. So That's you got, what I so think you got, when I hear designer puppies. So you got Birkin bags and now you got Birkin dogs. <laughs> no, that's 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 yeah. what I'm that's what I'm thinking of designer yeah. bags. I'm thinking Birkin dogs. Oh, yeah, I got dogs. Birkin dogs. It's like when that's you a, hear that's, that's the name of the podcast. It's like <laughs> when you hear Birkin these. Birkin dogs. It's like when you hear these people who go to who get in trouble for like scamming, and yeah. then when you hear about the shit that they buy, you be like, really? Man. Out of all the things that you could buy, you didn't think about buying a house, yeah, or paying nah. up your mortgage, or paying, or paying up off your, your debt, your rent you know, what for I'm like saying? three yeah. years. You decided to buy a designer puppy. You decided to it's buy just a dumb shit, puppy. and it's like, it's, okay, that's what makes you a dumb criminal. The fact that you're gonna get caught anyway. If I'm gonna get caught, I'm gonna make sure I pay off all my debts before I get caught. You know what I'm saying? I'm going to pay off my credit card. Debt, pay off my loan. Everything. Or at least invest into something so when I get out of jail, I got something, something to come to back, back to. Exactly. Yeah. Instead, like, instead, you invest your money into Birkin dogs. But you got to think, think about us as a, as a group of people. You know, a lot of times, I've, I've always said this. Like, we're more, we're more inclined to, you know, you know, think about it. Why do you think income tax season was called Black Christmas? You know, people back in the day, back when they had to earn income going and stuff like that. I remember our parents used to get sometimes four, five grand back and shit like that. And within a month, all that money's gone. I knew people who was getting nine, ten G's back. Gone within a week. Gone within a week. Buying shoes, buying all this shit that you don't need. So I feel like, you know, like you doing some scam and stuff that could get you get you you know time in jail and what you think about what you think about is oh let's let's go on ahead and um let's go on ahead and let's buy some dumb shit you know what i mean <laughs> like birkin dogs you know birkin dogs like yo like that 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 right there yo, how is much, crazy how much birkin dogs running but what, what, what's the start i'm price? thinking a designer puppy might run you three somebody said two three grand but i was like a regular a regular dog will run you that like i everybody knows that my favorite dog is a, a, van, a vanilla labrador just labradors in general them purebred labradors are running you about two grand easily mm, so i'm amazing. like a designer puppy might run you four or five grand you know what i'm saying 
So you you look at it like that, but yeah, these guys turned themselves in. Casanova to, uh, surrendering in a racketeering case. You know, it's crazy out like here. Second coming of Michael Vick. It's crazy out here. Like these guys, these guys. You know, you know my my uh, prayers go out to them. You know, I mean, it's crazy. It's crazy. But if this is true, and you buying designer puppies, dude, what you doing? You deserve, you, got you, deserve, you deserve yeah. to get caught. Do you know how dumb you sound? Yeah, bro. <laughs> you deserve to you get caught. You go to jail, right? You sitting there and they ask you, hey, so what you in for? And then the person be like, yeah, I shanked somebody. And you be like, yeah, bro. I stole designer puppy. Designer like, what? Yeah, Yo, man. beat this nigga up, yeah, man. <laughs> Yo, let me ask you what you do. I spend on Birkin dog. Yeah. Birkin dogs. What the fuck man. is a Birkin dog? <laughs> Y'all yeah. see. <laughs> All right. Uh, Mo 3's alleged killer has been arrested. Yes. Found um, that out yesterday. Thank God. We found that out yesterday. Um, again, you know, everybody is innocent until proven guilty. Um, I like that, you know, Dallas PD has been expeditiously, you know, getting its, you know, uh, investigating this case or whatever. It's unfortunate that we lost a talented dude in Mo 3. Shout out to him. Um, shout out to his family You know um, what I read I re- I don't know how true this is But apparently they said uh, Mo3 had 5 million dollars Pure money put up um, uh, Along with a host Of real estate And not to mention he owned his masters So his kids are set up for He's life, set up for life yeah. His kids are set up for a very long time You know and stuff like that So you know his family set up It's just unfortunate that we lost a dude that, you know, was talented like that, especially being here from Dallas, Texas and stuff like that. You never want to see one of your own get gone out like that. So, you know, it it looks like it's a light at the end of the tunnel. So we'll keep y'all posted on that. Now, speaking of people getting arrested, Lil Wayne pled guilty to um, gun charges. Not uh, surprising. And he could be facing up to 10 years. For some reason, I feel like he he might get a slap on the wrist. I, I just don't. Something about this situation just doesn't feel right. He just seems too calm <laughs> yeah. to be facing 10 years for another weapons charge. To me, to me, it, it's not surprising. Little Wayne's and guns belong in the same sentence because you already know a charge is going to come right after that. So, so it's, it's, not, it's not surprising, you know. It's, you know. You, he'll probably get a slap on the wrist. I do agree with you on that. Dang. Yeah. I ain't got no comment. No comment. <laughs> <laughs> I ain't got none. No ain't got no. Look comment. at this Speechless, point. Like at this point, when I hear Lil Wayne, all I hear, all I think of is a question mark. So. <laughs> Shit, damn. I got no comment on this man. Cause ain't this like his third time? Yeah. You done got you done uh, went to court for the same shit and you ain't learned your lesson. Exactly. Um, I mean, but look at his hair, so it makes sense. That's, you you know, know blood attracts sharks. You ain't got no business being in the ocean. Yeah. And you know that and, and this no like disrespect to Lil Wayne, even though the nigga voted for Trump. You know, that's some bullshit. Bro. But it's no disrespect to Lil Wayne because, you know, I, I listen to Lil Wayne, but it's just at this point, nah. I don't feel bad for you it's at the na- all. To me, it's the nature of Lil Wayne. That's why I said I'm not surprised. It's the, I feel like it's the nature of the rap culture. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that too. It's yeah. the nature of the rap culture. Yeah. yeah. And that's one thing I want to talk about. One thing that popped off. Yeah. I, I got to say this. I have to address this so people could. So these new artists can understand who they really are. Okay. Yeah. We're going to speak on Asian the Brett. Mm-hmm. Asian the Brad made a comment that really just 
got to me. And I like Asian bread. But what she said made no fucking sense. She basically said that our black people, we are not supporting her through Vaughn's death the way that people supported Kobe Bryant's wife. First of all, oh, let me say something. Uh-oh. Kobe Bryant was a fucking legend. Kobe Bryant was a fucking legend. He played basketball, okay? Right. He wasn't out here in the streets shooting up people screaming gang gang and that's no disrespect to the grandson but you have to understand the level of fame that, that you're that, on that's it's a different, it, type, it's a different it level of celebrity comparison a and that's what i'm saying it's a different level of celebrity like i said we talking about a legend versus a rapper Kobe Bryant was a legend. He started like a foundation and what. And he started a league. Like his, he started sec- a his second act was gonna be better than his first. What did act. King Von do? What did King Von do? AKA the grandson. That's why I said no disrespect. But all he did was when he first came up, he split his money amongst his team. Other than that, he was in and out of jail. He no. didn't do nothing for the uh culture. He no. didn't do really do nothing for the people. He was a thug. Yes. You live by the gun, you die, die by, by the, the gun. gun. Exactly. So I'm like, in my head, what level of fame do you think you own? Because not a... Do you know an Asian or Black song? Let's be honest. No. no. Do you? No. no. Exactly. So it's like, who do you think... <laughs> Everybody knows who is your target. That's like, who like, is your target audience? That's like trying to compare. To, exactly. That's like trying to compare him to Michael Jackson. I'm like, no, you better not. Don't. No, don't and do not that. like I said, rest <laughs> in peace to the grandson. I understand you lost somebody that you cared about, but let's be real. King Von wasn't a fucking legend. No, he wasn't. He wasn't no legend. Like you said, he didn't do anything for the culture. That was. But never... make gang related music. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's it. That's Absolutely. it. So that, that, that's that's that, if you want to point out to his all legacy, these new rappers, legacy. to all these new artists out here, this goes for these rappers, these R and B singers, these pop stars, whatever the fuck you want to call them. Okay, whatever level of fame that you think, think you're you on, yeah. you're not on it. No. You're not on it. You will never be a Beyonce. Okay, Beyonce had to. Be in a whole group before people fucking knew who she was. That's okay? levels. There's levels to, to, to fame. That's levels. So it's like, this, so man. when you think about, oh, I'm this and that, think about what Beyonce go through, and then you'll shut the fuck up. Cause exactly. my nigga went through a lot just to get to the level of fame that she has reached now. Yeah. So please. You new artists, you go for Tiana Taylor too. Yeah. Pipe that. Oh, I want to retire. Because oh yeah, that, we about like... to talk. We about to talk about that in a minute. You want to get into that next? Yeah, we can go All ahead right. and talk about <laughs> that. Another thing that popped out this week: Tiana Taylor announced her retirement from music. Yeah. Now, this this doesn't come as a shock. Uh, basically, you know, she had the album. That was the name of her album. The album that came out this um, summer. Um, and she just feels like she hasn't ha- had any help from the machine. Now, I want to start off by saying this about Tiana Taylor. I think Tiana Taylor is extremely talented in all facets, but I think she's very musically talented. She has a very distinctive voice, and I love her her, um, her approach to music. Um, I, I feel like Tiana Taylor is caught in, caught in a a situation where she's at a label that I feel like don't, don't know what to do with her. Not. And then number two, you're signed to another artist. So, you know, I always tell people this when, when you're signed, you got a major record deal or whatever, and you're signed to another artist, nine times out of 10, you're not going to get that push 
that you would get just being signed straight to a record label, you know, or signed to a producer or something and like she that. Signed, she signed to good co- music. Good music. Kanye so, so yeah. you know, I looked at it like that. You know, her album Seven that came out back in 2014, I feel like that really ushered in this this reuse of the 90s sound. Her and Kaylani, I felt like were uh, huge in ushering in that 90s R&B sound that uh we revisited you know in these last few years so i think that she's super talented but i also feel like she thinks that she's bigger musically than what she actually is than what that, you actually and so really i kind of agree with what you're saying and that's why it's like no it's no disrespect but you know i'm not gonna kiss your ass either let's fucking be honest there is only one good Tiana Taylor album out there, even with the misunderstandings of Tiana Taylor. Right. Let's be honest. There's one album that people really we going to quote. Because yeah. uh, even keep that same energy. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry. I listen to that whole from start to finish. It's yeah. not yeah. like your best work. Mm-hmm. Even the song that you got out with Kalani, the whole little wild things, yeah. that's a Kalani vibe. That's yeah. not a Tiana yeah. Taylor yeah. vibe, in my personal opinion. So when you say you're going to retire... How long have you really been in the music? music yeah. How yeah. long have you really been pushing your stuff? I think it's it kind of prim- prim- premature. It takes, time. It's a it takes premature. time to get to that level. Rihanna ain't even at that level yet, man. Yeah. Mm-hmm. She's not. Yeah. And Rihanna done put out what yeah. seven it's fucking seven albums? albums? Yeah. That's why I said, who do you really think you are? You got to think about it. who just really out here listening to Tiana Taylor like that. No. You got to be I honest. Mean, she has yourself. a very she has a cult following, but at the end of the day, yeah, if you talk about from a mainstream perspective, you talking about straight R and B. Nine times out of ten, people gonna bring up her first. Her is like the go yeah. her, and, and then everybody else kind of falls under that. So you know, I think I listen, I listen to her a lot. Yeah, I think <laughs> I think she has a lane. You know, being a Tiana Taylor fan, she has a lane, but I think she also needs think to... she's bigger than what she exactly, is. Exactly, exactly. And you got to really put yourself... You, I understand, you might think you had the hottest track out there, but mm-hmm. not everybody else. I don't really hear a lot of... I hear black people mm-hmm. talk about, about Tiana, Tiana Taylor, Taylor a lot. Yeah. But when it comes to other races, I don't... And that's, like I said... I don't hear them talking about Tiana Taylor like that. You're not on. A, I don't feel like you're on a universal level. Yeah. You're not, and that's just being honest. Like, come on, bro. Am I really just gonna go? I might listen to a Tiana Taylor song, but this is ain't like no everyday thing. This nah. ain't like no brandy. It's thing. more like a once in a while. Thank you, Bobby. You and get, that's all I'm that saying. Vibe. When we put her catalog together, there's really only one album people gonna fuck with, yeah. and on it's the, the one before uh, seven. Yeah. yeah seven. On a side note. Kid cut his new album, Man on the Moon Three. I'm 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 gonna check that out. You know what oh, I'm it go hard. It go hard. <laughs> I already listen to it. Look, a couple couple bars I want to check out. Like like I said, Kid Cudi, he's among the favorite. Jack Harlow, I gotta buy your album, bro. I gotta buy you I vibe with Tyler Hero, all them tracks. Yeah. So I'm gonna definitely yeah. see that. That's what they all say. Check the album out. Yeah. It's fire because they was playing it all day on 97.9 to B. And I got Dang. a chance to listen to it. I was like, okay, this, you know, I already listened to what's popping. That was pretty good. This, this, this entire episode. You know what this Tiana Taylor situation reminds me of? It reminds me of Kelly Rowland. Kelly Rowland to me is super talented. Um, And her last album that she put out in 2013 was Talk a Good Game. That was a great album. And honestly, I felt like that was her most cohesive album out of her entire catalog. Because if you looked at the other things, she went off and did the pop shit overseas for a while. The whole EDM thing and stuff. And, you know, I felt like she never really had an album, you know, that was 
quality. I remember when that album came out, she promoted it for a while. And then eventually, probably six to eight months later, she asked to be released from her record deal. I felt like at the end of the day, that's the reason why people talk about Beyonce the way they talk about Beyonce. You got to continue to work records, especially when you're in a position where like, okay, hey, your sis is the biggest artist in the world. So you're already at a disadvantage. We already know that. But you got to sit here and actually work these records and keep going and keep going. You can't be like, oh, well. I don't want to do it no more. You know, it's all about the consistency. It's and all that's about consistency thing too. With Tiana Taylor, she didn't have that consistency. Right. She didn't even you. If you feel like you say, okay, I'm not retiring because of the fans. I'm retiring because of the industry. Okay, well, you knew a long time ago you've been in that position. Yeah. Why you didn't do nothing about it then? Mm-hmm. You see what I'm saying? So it's just <laughs> like you, the level of fame that she thinks she's on. I'm like, bro, people are really you really got big during fade. Like no. real Tiana Taylor yeah, fans no. know you from Sweet, Sweet 16, 16 yeah. okay? Mm-hmm. They know you from Sweet 16. But when she really, when people started paying attention to, to her, I would say, I would say not the Kardashians, but Kardashian fans. When, you know, I always equate like, hey, if you, you know, if, if you're on Kardashian level and you got that kind of stardom or whatever, that's that's general public news right there. People didn't really start paying attention to her until that fade video came out. That's when Tiana became like everybody was like, okay, let's pay attention to this chick, you know. But shout out to her. Hopefully, you know, I know Janet Jackson reached out to her and told her not to retire and that you know and because you her still some got a lot of growing. You, you to got do. a lot of growing to do, and so I, I hope I hope that you know she don't. I mean, she's dope at the directing thing, you know, the uh, Spike T or Spike Tay uh, thing she got going on or whatever, um, you know, just. Shout out to uh, Tiana Taylor. And Tiana Taylor ain't gonna never go hungry because, like I tell people, the girl always had money. Okay, right. it's not like oh she just the girl always had money, so you are gonna be good regardless. You are gonna be good regardless. The industry has been what it's always. But happened. I'm like, if you when it comes to music, you really gotta be consistency, especially with this new shit. Yeah. People be dropping mixtapes yeah. like within hours. Within Yo, hours. I just dropped another mixtape. It's like I just It is like I just I just recorded this thirty minutes ago. Like come we'll on, put this yeah. out. They done right. already got the artwork like, and everything. Exactly. Like, you gotta tell, be consistent. It'd be like it'd be like Cat Williams. Yeah, you know that shit you were smoking the other night. Forget about it. That shit ain't nothing. What you what you listen to now is called death. Death. <laughs> death. <laughs> I always tell people. A lot of people always say, "Well, why do you take so long to put out music and stuff?" I said because music got to be birthed at the right time. I'm not in the I'm not in the business of just trying to throw music out just to say I got music coming out. No, I gotta feel it. It's gotta be something that I believe in, and then put something behind it and really give it the attention that it deserves. So, you know, yeah, I agree with that. We live in a microwavable world now. We want music instantly. We want we want stuff instantly. We don't care about it's like after two weeks, it's like, okay, what's new? You know? Yeah. We we don't have that same attention span that we had back in the day where an album could last two years. A really good album could last two years. Yeah, three if you, you lucky. Know, three if you lucky. <laughs> so, you know, we, we don't have that same energy. Time anymore. has changed. Time you know, has definitely changed. You can put out a body of work and be okay for a couple of years. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Now it's like if you don't put out a song within the next month, bro. Yeah, people forget you. about you. And like, I'm on the new rainbow guy. Exactly. It's like, <laughs> yeah, what like have you done in, for me lately? And back in that time, it was normal to put out a new album every two, sometimes three years. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like it's you said not now, like it is. It's like you, you gotta just keep dropping. Exactly. To me personally, it's, it's because of the streaming. 
Personally, if I was an artist, I would not put out albums. I would just put out a bunch of fucking singles. Oh, yeah, exactly. I've been saying that like about somebody like a Jason Derulo. His albums never did well, but his singles always hit. And I looked at and I said 10, I said 10, 12 years ago when What You Say came out and I saw the record sales on his album versus those songs. I said, if I was Jason Derulo, I would just put out singles because yep. every single you put out hit. It's, it's kind of so like we, you gonna make more. You, he's gonna make more money from the singles than he is from the album. That's kind of like with Sierra. At a yeah. point, it got to a point where Sierra's singles hit more than her album. Exactly, because you're talking about. Think about it. She had that new song, the the level up, a, a year or so ago. You know, at the end of the day, nobody wanted to. Nobody was talking about the album, but people were talking about the singles. You know. Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, before we get out of here, Dave Chappelle asked everybody to boycott the Chappelle Show. If you've heard about this, then you know Netflix recently took the Chappelle Show down at his um, request. At his request, but I think it's still available on other pl- on other platforms like Warner Media and I think you know HBO Max, a few you know a few other places. Um, apparently Dave Chappelle doesn't get any money from that show. And that's why I was about to say Comedy Central better be better pay him his money. Um, but, but again, show. like I tell people this too, you know, that's, that's the deal that you signed. You know, even Dave Chappelle said it. He was like, Hey, I was a 26 year old kid, you know, and they're throwing millions of dollars at me. And I, I got a young three year old son that needs to eat. You know, so at that moment, I think that, you know, oh, this is this is a good deal. He said not to mention, you know, you have all of these executives in this room and lawyers and all of that saying, oh, this is a this is a good deal, Dave. This is a good deal. And he said, come. He was like, I years down the road, I started thinking, well, was these guys in cahoots with each other? Um, unfortunately, like I've been telling people about the music industry, entertainment industry, at the end of the day, when you sign a deal, regardless of the fact of, um, what you feel like you deserve when you sign a deal, you sign your rights away. These are things that happen. I commend Netflix on the relationship that they've built with Dave Chappelle and the reason, and that's part of the reason why they decided to take it down. But when you look at at it like this, Viacom, Viacom is not the devil. They're just merely another business that did business tactics. That is a form of business. And people really need, our black people, you know, I want to speak to the black brothers and sisters. We really need to understand the art of negotiation. When you go into these rooms or whatever, you, you are, we're in a great time right now because back in, Back in the Chappelle era or whatever, you're talking about early 2000s, back in the 90s, in the 80s, where artists was, black artists was just coming out, you know, and just artists in general coming out having to give away all their rights to their masses and stuff like that. We're in a very unique time where now a 22, 23-year-old who has his own following, who has built his stuff, can go to the table and ask for more because you've already got the ball rolling. So what so what is this company, what is this movie studio doing for you? What is this record label going to do for you? You can come to the table. What is a Netflix going to do for you? Now they're like, hey, we just want to be a part of it. And so we're in a great time, and I think that we need to channel that and think about that anytime that you're doing a deal. Facts. All right. Uh, last thing I want to say is, rappers, please stop snitching on yourself, okay? Please. <laughs> I'm sorry, you upcoming rappers and, you know, and some of these people, they literally get on interviews and talk about all the shit that they do and then wonder why 
three, four months later, you get charges pressed against you. But you done just told in a whole interview that, yeah, you know, so I robbed this dude. I did this. I did that. Stop snitching on yourself. Rappers do it yeah. all the time. Yeah. That's kind of like even JT did it. Yeah. How you think JT got caught? Yeah. She put it in her music. Come on. Yeah, like she made a whole video about it. Something yeah. and I mean, eventually you probably were gonna get caught, but I think you putting out the music just made yeah, you get it's caught just, faster. Yeah, yeah, it's, exactly. just, it's just expedited. It's like, just I would say expeditiously. Yeah, like, it just expedited the process. Instead of your instead of your shit being there next Tuesday, your shit was there Monday. You know, it's so, kind of like yeah. with uh, with Cardi. Yeah, you remember when Cardi got caught up in that situation, but she snitched on herself. Why? Because Cardi B is always on live. Mm-hmm. She not calmed down a little bit, but she's always on live. Yeah, you know, she's always uh, just expressing herself. Yeah, but you at the end of the day, you low key snitching on you yourself. You snitching on yourself because mm-hmm. you Cardi B is a household name now. So yeah. it's like so everybody is looking shit, at you. Some shit just don't need to be said. It don't need to be said. Sometimes you don't have to the social media is such a dangerous drug you know because it's one of those things where it's it's so addicting and and it has opened doors for so many people but it's the devil too because now we live in an era of so many people feeling like they gotta hop on live and hop on their twitter and stuff and and prove to to other broke niggas you know their situation it's like you don't have to do that when you're in a situation when you're in a position like cardi you don't have to do that so it's like yes Rappers, stop snitching on yourself. That's all I'm going to say. Listen here, this has been a wonderful Liddy McGritty show. We gave y'all a whole lot of topics. Y'all already know how we do. You know what I'm saying? Bosses in here, you know, all day, every day. But did we really give them a good show? Uh, did we really? But did we really? Did we really learn that? Did we really give them a good show? I think we did. I think we did. Exactly, exactly. Listen here. Listen here. If y'all want to see me do my, if y'all want to see me do my R&B thing, Listen here, go on ahead and follow me uh, on Instagram at The Manny Exclusive. Twitter and Facebook is both at Manny Exclusive. And my YouTube is Manny Exclusive TV. Listen here, we got some stuff dropping in 2021. We're already gearing up for it. Got some exciting announcements coming pretty soon about some future endeavors. So y'all stay locked. Y'all stay locked. If you want to follow me at my personal page, you can catch me on Instagram at moonshine underscore wild man that's all lowercase if you want to follow me at the business page for moon to go moon to go tx that's all lowercase number two tx and you know we got new bottles coming out we got climate passion food coming out wild man legacy yeah. will be in will be coming out in the middle of january so be on the lookout for that we're doing nothing but bottles in 2021 all right cool and if you want to follow me, you can follow me on Vampbella 7 Arcade. That's my personal Instagram. Or you can follow me on my uh, professional one, Vampbella Media. Vamp- I mean, Vampbella Media. And this is your girl, Dankula, your lovely flight attendant. Got the contraband on deck. Your favorite videographer, too. What's good? Facts, facts. What's good? <laughs> and listen, if y'all want to catch uh, the whole from L.A. to Germany cast, we have an Instagram from L.A. to Germany. So go on ahead and slide over that DM uh, shout out. You know, give us a shout out and stuff like that. And yes, passengers, we have reached our destination. But come back next week for the next flight. Y'all already know. This is from LA to Germany. We out. Peace. Peace. Peace.